There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. My Talkers, it is Wednesday, which means it's hump, hump, hump day. We're hanging out with Lori and Julia. We've got some Hollywood speak for you guys today. We've got a special guest that's going to talk to us about the Twin Cities Jazz Festival, Julia's random thoughts, and of course, we're going to reflect a little bit on one of the comedic greats, Norm MacDonald. Oh my gosh, yeah, the uh, that was a, also a consistent story on the morning show, besides the time 100 was everybody... Uh, took time to remember um, uh, Norm Macdonald, the comedian and SNL great who passed away yesterday at so age of 61. Mm-hmm. And uh, Seth Meyers did five minutes because Seth Meyers was the weekend anchor yes. guy after Norm Macdonald got fired. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes yes. to fill. And he just decided, I'm just kind of, I'm going to do what he did and I'm going to be even straight faced. Straight face yeah. and kind of, you know, I mean, he's like, the, he got that from Norm. He said, I took that from Norm. And he said, years later, Norm told me that his son had said to him, Dad, I'm watching some old weekend updates. And you know who really, who you really sound like? And Norm's telling Seth, he goes, he says you. <laughs> and I, and then Seth goes and he looked at me and he said, I'm very disappointed that my kid doesn't get how time works. That's funny. <laughs> Okay, that's funny. He is just everything yes. he says is one punchline after another. So yeah, and I mean Kimmel mentioned him and um in his monologue in Fallon, but I really, really was touched by Seth Meyers. He devoted yeah. five minutes. But here I think we finally settled on the Today Shows. Yes, the Today Show. Okay. Norm McDonald made people laugh on stage and on screen. Live from New York, Saturday night. Tuesday, the comedy legend passed away at the age of 61 after privately battling cancer for nine years. McDonald joined Saturday Night Live in 1993, known for his impersonations of an array of famous faces, including Senator Bob Dole and actor Burt Reynolds on those famed Celebrity Jeopardy segments. Yeah, I found this backstage, uh, oversized hat. It's funny. No, it's not. Turn it. It's funny because it's, funny it's uh, bigger than a you know, normal hat. <laughs> His weekend update segments mocking O.J. Simpson made headlines. Well, it is finally official. Murder is legal in the state of California. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald left SNL in 1998. He claimed shortly after that an executive was a friend of Simpson's and objected to his jokes, which NBC denied. On Tuesday, SNL tweeted, There are so many things that we'll miss about Norm, from his unflinching integrity to his generosity to his consistent ability to surprise. But most of all, he was just plain funny. After SNL, he continued to make audiences laugh. I bet the board is spelled B-O-R-E-D. 
morning, believe it or not, after all these years, making his Today Show debut. That's almost unbelievable. I know. I've never been on the Today Show, unless you count me when I used to stand out there. <laughs> like three years ago. Well, McDonald kept his cancer battle hidden. He talked frankly about the disease in earlier years. Sure. I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure if the cancer dies, I mean, if you die, the cancer also dies at exactly the same time. So oh. that, to me... It's not a loss, that's a draw. That's a, you know what I mean? Tributes are pouring in. Molly Shannon remembers his writing was like poetry. Steve Martin calling him one of a kind. And Adam Sandler writing, an incredible dad, a great friend, a legend. And Seth Meyers honoring a role model last night. He was the gold standard. Uh, rest in peace, Norm. In his 2016 memoir titled Based on a True Story, not a memoir, McDonald wrote about his legacy saying, if I am remembered, it will always be for the four years I spent at Saturday Night Live, adding, as long as SNL exists, then so do I. Makes me kind of want to read his memoir, right? Right, right? yeah. Yeah, he really funny. did have a bizarre mind in that part where it was, I'm bored. He was on Conan O'Brien. They've been showing <laughs> this clip. And what's her name? She was on Melrose Place, and then she was on My Life with Jim, with Jim Belushi, that actress. The Courtney, Courtney, Courtney something. Courtney, come on. Whatever come on. her name what is. What was her name? And so Courtney. this was when Conan would have, you Throne? know. Courtney Throne? Yes. Yes, Thorne. Thorne, Thorn. excuse me, Thorne. When everyone, you know, each guest would come out. And they'd all stay. So Norm yes. was the second guest. So he was it used in the to middle. be so fun. I kind of I wish some Someone talk show would do, do that, that again. again. Yeah, where they all hang out. Yes, they all. So it was Courtney Thorne sitting next to him, Norm McDonald, and then of course uh, you know Andy Richter. Yep. And they're talking about a Courtney Thorne project, and it's something called I think it was called Board Games with Carrot Top, correct? Yes. <laughs> and and oh my gosh, yeah, that then, is and, such and, a deep cut. Yeah, but but then. Norm goes, yeah, but it's board spelled B-O-R-E-D, right? right. Not a board <laughs> right, game. Right. And Conan loses it because yep. it's like such a like comic, rude. She's yes, right there. But hysterical. But hysterical. And he's spinning in his chair and clutching his head. <laughs> and then everyone start laughing. And Norm's like, what? What? You know? Well, she's breaking down to everybody like, hey, I left TV to get into this great movie. Oh. And then she's like, I'm going to star in it with Carrot Top. And that's when he like, that's when his attention strikes. Yeah, yeah, like, wait, right. Carrot Top? This is, this, is where your... we're, this is your co-star right now? This right. is what you left TV Before for? And... and a successful show? Because she did leave Melrose Place, Julia. I know and... she did. Oh, that was a good show. <laughs> that was a funny little clip. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, luckily, you know, we have YouTube so you can, you know, watch these things and... um he really did an amazing Burt Reynolds. And he had, the, he, had he was so handsome. His dimples Julia, were yeah. amazing. Yeah, very. And very, then the mustache. Yeah. You know. Yeah, if you go to our website, Hannah posted a great tribute to him. Oh, good. And she included on that post um the best of Burt Reynolds with him. And it's about yeah. 20 minutes long. And I guarantee if you go check it, go to mytalk1071.com, you'll laugh for about 15 minutes. Yeah. It's oh, fun. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Grant. I mean, you know. Burt Reynolds is yeah, just that mustache alone. Right. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, he was. And he, he played it well, too. He, he looked, when he, he dressed up as Burt, he looked even sexier. Yes, <laughs> he very much, he did. But he never did like any of the spoof of, you know, him 
being in the cos or whatever mag I think it was yes. Cosmopolitan yes. laying on the bear's the bear, rug. The bear rug, yeah. The and then he's bear being naked. all hairy. I wish Norm would have done yeah. that. That would have been funny. He's kind of a big tall drink of water, but Anyway, okay, listen, we come back. It's time for Random Thoughts. Julia's Random Thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Here's some delicious random thoughts, okay? Mm. I am excited about this news. You know, we always get new candy bar releases or new combos put together and stuff. Yeah. So this year, tell me if you think these sound good. Um, a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. It's Reese's peanut brittle and brittle. So it's a peanut brittle inside the inside chocolate? the Reese's peanut butter cup. You know, so you have the chocolate, you have the peanut well, butter, better, and then inside you've got some. You crunchies. better be careful because a lot of people eat Reese's peanut butter cups because they're soft and chewy yeah. for their oh, teeth. But like my dad likes them, his dentures would not like you Reese's. Don't think so? <laughs> not a peanut brittle. Oh, that surprise. sounds that sounds so good it, to it me. It does. It yes. does. But I mean, like you would not want to mistake it because we all you right. just we're we're so used to biting into the goo. Mm-hmm. Okay, and here's another one because one of my favorite candy bars is Kit Kat because you can take the layers apart and I think it's fun to eat and dissect. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of eating a candy bar is how you get to dissect it. Yeah. Um, Gingerbread cookie. It's crisp wafers and gingerbread flavored cream. Yes. That sounds sounds, amazing. Okay, so I'm kind of excited about both of those new combos. When do these come out? Oh, around Mm. the holidays. Around the holidays. Happy holidays. Around the holidays. But I have news, Lori, because we were just talking about friends of ours who didn't make the multiple copies of their um, immunization um, cards like you and I did. We laminated them. Lori and I made like 15 copies and laminated them. And then put away our originals for when we need booster shots. But so already um, since July 1st, the Minnesota Department of Health has had over 33,000 requests for immunization records. In its online form. And because of that, it's taking so much time because more and more venues are saying you need to show that or a negative COVID test. Mm-hmm. So good news. We have a new app. It's oh. out and it's called Docket. And it allows residents with a Minnesota immunization information connection record to securely view and share a digital version of their vaccination history. Because, Laura, you said this needs to be digital, blah, 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 yeah. blah. So you can have it on your phone. But it's not just for COVID-19. It also includes ref- um, information about other immunizations that you've had when you might be due for a tetanus. And it combines all of your immunization medical records mm-hmm. into one form that's secure mm-hmm. and doesn't tap into any of your other information. So the volume of requests that the state of Minnesota Department of Health has been taking is just you can't get anything out to people. So the docket gives an option for people to more directly and quickly access their information. It shows all of your vaccinations and it's vital to making sure, you know, this is something that they've been working on and um, people are really excited about it. This I read, I think the Star Tribune reported on that, but it's it's easy. So it's a new mobile app giving Minnesota's access to their immunization records faster because a lot of people, what if you get free tickets to Harry Styles concert and you have to show a proof of vaccination? That's right. And you've lost yours and you're one of my kids. Right. Mom, what do I do? Yeah, well, you could could take a, a, you go to the airport, are they still doing the COVID test? Well, you could, yes, and there's a lot of places that are allowing, yes, the COVID test. It's not even 72, it's 24, Lori. Right, but I mean, you know, you don't know that. Sure. If you're going into it or whatever. But the airport yeah. is slick. 
for COVID testing. Yeah. Going, but, but just to have your thing permanently on your phone, because our phone now, we realize, mm-hmm. is the most important thing we have. And this is another reason why you want to stay up on your doctor visit, because when you have a regular family medicine doctor, whatever, even if it's a gynecologist, whoever does it, but I always get, you know, oh, it's time for a Tdap, which is tetanus and the whooping cough. Right. You know, I think it's you haven't updated that. You know, they remind you at your doctor right. that if you're be if you, oh you need a shingles vaccine or whatever. Which speaking of, and which, I was so, I made an appointment and forgot to show up. Oh, Julia, I was so glad because uh, you know Casey's daughter when she had the baby in May, she told everyone you know no one can come if they don't have their Tdap. Your whooping cough. I didn't even know about that one. Yeah. All right. The, your pertussis. Oh, whatever. Yeah, but Sounds she's like, like you got to have it. I had mine in the January before last. Really? When my doctor was like, oh, you're you're a year behind on tetanus and it's time for your Tdap. And I got it in case you had to go get one. And anyone who no one could see the baby that didn't have that. Because the baby can get whoopee cow. Yes, you're right. Okay, so the app is called Docket. D-O-C-K-E-T. Other breaking news yeah. from Money Magazine, according to them, the very best place to live in the United States of America is, drumroll please, the number one city, mm-hmm. Shanhassen, Minnesota. Oh, it ranked number one <laughs> considering affordability, economic growth, and quality of life. And by the way, it's run by women, Laurie. Yeah. Okay. Three of the five councilmen members in Chanhassen are women. The mayor is a woman. That is just too far away for me. For, for Half my life. of the department heads are women, too. Yeah. And um, they're. So I think this is great. So basically, it comes in first place. And. Um, it's good schools, good jobs, relative affordable housing, plenty of things to do, including Prince, Prince's location. You know that. Yeah, Prince was on the Chan thing way long ago when it was way nothing but farm fields. Buying up that land, getting the money. Dinner, dinner um, theater, and what's the other one? And the Minnesota Landscape yeah. Arboretum. It's just a pretty area, too, it, it I is. have to admit. So It's just so far from the city. From you, from your life, for my life, it's from life. Well, I have a St. ton Paul of friends who live too, in, right? Yeah, just I, I want to be in but, town. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't need any, you know, I don't need any big land or whatever. But if I had family and kids and dogs, I have a ton and, of friends in Chan. That's where I Brittany do too. lives. It's I do great. Too. I have a ton of friends in Chan. Yeah. It's beautiful. Julia, area. are you in the city? Or are you? No. Where Woodbury. are you at? I'm in Woodbury. Woodbury. Okay, okay, so my you're okay. Wide open spaces. I don't know. I tried when I shortly after my divorce to come back to the city and I was going to I saw a house I really liked kind of Macroland area. But I was in the backyard with my mom and the people were so close. And I'm just like, I for some reason, I don't know if it's it's like I have to drive an SUV now because I need to see space. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah, And I don't know if it's... I just am so well, used to yards. you grew up in the city life I and did. then you had a family and kids and then you got used to having I more like, space. I like... Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's just what I'm used to. Yeah. So, Me too. I'm with you. Yeah. It's just the thing. Okay. Other things. Well, Lori. that's very good for the Chan Hassan property owners, I, I guess. Would say, yeah, absolutely. I went to talk to one of our people here and I said, you're in the top city. Okay. So Seth Meyers also did a really funny thing last night because, and I think this is a clever idea for next year's Met Gallery, which is coming in May. Is the to gala, name the Met Gala. Met Gala, yeah, to name the outfits. Mm-hmm. So he showed a couple of the different outfits, and then they had a name for them. So Jennifer Lopez looked kind of like she wore Ralph Lauren. She looked like a gunslinging like female a cowboy. Kitty. Yeah, they called it um, the Skin Deanna Jones. Oh, Skin Deanna mm-hmm. Jones. That's great. <laughs> Kim Kardashian, they, um, you know, she was head to toe covered, her face, everything. And they said they called it the witness protection. Program. Uh, that's yeah. a good one. Uh, um, the one I really liked was um, Rihanna's. You know, she had that big collar, that big voluminous oh, um, outfit. Mm-hmm. First time listener, very big collar. Uh, I thought these are so bum, clever. Yeah, that's that's and then good. the woman, the German um, singer who had the horse. Oh, Kim Petras. Kim Petras. It was dressaged. To the nines. nines. Oh, clever. <laughs> and clever. I thought we should do that next time yeah. is come up with name this. Because I think, I thought that was very clever. That Just is cool. had to yeah. share that. Um, other things. We'll get our writer's room on that next May. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> Damn. I like the wink there, Lori. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, know. <laughs> I know. It would be kind of nice. Today's National Double Cheeseburger Day. Oh, is love your, a good double cheese. Okay, so you are Mr. You know, drive through Grant. Yeah. Mr. Fats Food. Yeah. What's your favorite burger? Actually, in town, well, my favorite burger is In N Out, but they, we can't well, get those here. But in town, yeah. the Lions Tap, big fan of Lions oh, I'm, Tap. But I'm talking fast food. Fast food. Oh, um, I would say Culver's. Culver's. They oh. got that butter burger that's pretty delicious. Yeah. The, the, the bun, the butter. Yeah. The Culver's butter burger. Do you go buy one on your way home every night? I would never wait in that drive through line. Oh. <laughs> no. It is a little long. It's yeah. so long, and everything takes extra time, and you have to park and wait. Yeah. It's made fresh. Yeah, whatever. I like a good old McDonald's, extra onions, extra pickles. Well, which isn't even juicy. Thank you for sharing. Because it's, it's 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 dry. It's so that's why extra pickles, extra ketchup. Yeah, right. Give it a little moisture. <laughs> you gotta get that Big Mac, Julia. Get that I special know. sauce. Special sauce. I know it. All right. When we come back, we've got a fun event coming up in the Twin Cities this weekend. We're gonna learn about. We'll be right back to Slurry and Julia. My time. Until then, let's take a look at the traffic. Our friend Steve Heckler. Um, joining us to talk all about the Twin Cities Jazz Festival, which is finally happening this, this weekend. weekend. Hi, Steve. Hi, it Steve. Is. How are you? We're great. <laughs> We're good. How are you doing? I love when a radio show opens up at Louis Armstrong. You yeah. just can't go wrong. Right? You really can't. <laughs> that that that's grand picking that music. That was so nice so good. Um Steve, tell us about because this is the jazz fest that we usually see in June in Mears Park, yeah. correct? Correct. And correct. So we, we originally, you know, we, obviously we were canceled in twenty twenty and right. we were unable to pull it off in this year in June. And uh we decided to let's try something this in September. You see, let's, we really wanted to put something together, bring folks together and have a sort of art form of jazz. And um, we're able to pull it off. So it's going to be a uh, event this Friday and Saturday, downtown St. Paul at Mears Park. It's all free. It'll be a lot of fun. 
Oh, that is, it is such a beautiful place to listen to music. I don't know, between the acoustics and just the beauty and then having all the food. And I don't know, it's just a favorite place to see music. And the weather's going to cooperate with you guys, it looks like. Well, that's that's why I call your station. Otherwise, you'll jinx the whole thing. You guys, you guys, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Okay, so you know, you guys have done virtual, you know, jazz um, for Through during the whole pandemic, and that's been really wonderful that you guys have been able to keep, you know, that going. What what are you kind of excited about? Obviously, it's so great to have people and community and everybody out um, together to hear. Some wonderful musicians, but tell us who we should get excited about this weekend. Oh, for God, the whole weekend. I mean, come on. Of course, we're going to camp down there. (laughs) So it is good. So it is, you know, it's an outdoor festival. Obviously, it's outdoors and it's uh, keeping keeping things pretty safe for everybody. And uh, so we have a young, we have some young artists, a young young artist named Emmett Cohn, who is a fantastic player. Then we have some senior uh, jazz legends, uh, Kenny Barron, if you're in the jazz world, he's pretty well known. And then on Saturday, we have one of the Marsalises here, Delphio Marsalis, which in the jazz world is a pretty good name. Mm-hmm. And um, It's a different variety of stuff, so it's very approachable music, so you're gonna, you know, a lot of people don't understand jazz. It's just kind of weird out there, but you're not going to feel that way here. We have a whole stage that's nothing but dancing. Yeah, we have, oh. we have salsa music. We have uh, you know New Orleans kind of stuff. It's brass and it's 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 a mixer of stuff that's really fun, approachable, and I think folks will really, really like it. And well, if I can add one more quick thing, yeah, um, the festival, this festival for the first time will be offered virtually too. Oh, nice! We're actually, okay. gonna put it, we're going to put it on our Jazz Fest live platform, so folks who can't make it down for whatever reason or out of town or whatever can tune in. Yeah, I I mean, you really do have a great lineup, and I kind of think that one of the things Julia and I have really grew to appreciate, um, even after the first time we went to the Twin Cities Jazz Fest um, a few years ago in June, is that... you did. We didn't realize like how much music falls under the jazz jazz umbrella. banner <laughs> umbrella, if you will. You know, yeah. we're like it, it was so much fun to discover some new kinds of music and sounds and enjoy some different bands that we wouldn't have a chance to hear otherwise. Well, exactly, and it's free. So, yes, you know, it, it's a good good price. If you didn't like it, I give you your money back. Right. You know? <laughs> it's a, it's, that's kind of the point of it is that we try to show that this is really a fun approachable music hey the other thing we have over 100 kids performing we have a couple stages where kids can come out a lot of youth bands there's a lot of youth organizations within the city like is that the at black West dog the is What's that on? is that where the kids are playing at black dog yeah, the Black Dog is one of them, but also on the main stage. On the main the stage. The Walker West and McPhail also participating. And uh, so it's just great to see young people out there picking it up. And uh, and there's some great, I mean, in this city, we have some amazing artists, you know, just incredible. We do. What time so, do things start on Friday and what time does the music start on Saturday? Sure. So it starts at 4 o'clock. We have the Excel stage out there, which has the dance stage. And then the Highway Credit Union main stage starts at uh, 5 o'clock. Okay. So it's, the music starts at 4 p.m. on Friday. Then on Saturday, it starts at 12.30 in the afternoon, and it runs till 9 o'clock, at 9 p.m. Oh, both wow. nights. And, and then what do we have for, um, of course, you've got a lot of restaurants right there, but are, are there food trucks? And I know you guys sell beer and wine. 
Well, we have the be- we have some at beer. Come on, yeah, you gotta, come on. Even if you hate Jeff, come down and have a beer. That's, that's <laughs> good reason to support that, right? Right. Uh, friends at Summit, and then we have wine, and we have several. Yeah, we have lots of food trucks down there, and there's a lot of restaurants around there with outdoor seating as well. I mean, mm-hmm. the Bulldog Barrio is all around there. The Black Dog is right there. Yeah, bring so, your uh, lawn chair. Bring a chair. Yeah. It's really bring a, bring a, yeah, bring a lawn chair. Absolutely. And okay. you can really relax and enjoy it. Here's my question for you, Steve. Um, we're talking about the Twin Cities Jazz Festival that is this weekend, um, downtown St. Paul. The main stage is at Mears Park, but it says jazz on the fifth street stage. Where is that? It's right it's at Mears Park also. Oh, it's it is. It's right literally. It's right right on the street, right outside. So you have one stage inside the park and one stage maybe three hundred feet away. Got it. I know exactly so, where it is. I was just wondering if it was somewhere different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's right there. So maybe one stage runs and one stage go, goes dark to set up, then that one runs. Got so it's it. like continuously, continuous stuff going on. Yeah, there's a, you know how to run a, a festival with music. I wouldn't, go, I wouldn't go that far. I <laughs> think you do. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time very successfully and bringing it free to people. I mean, that's not a, that's not something that you see a lot. And it's just a perfect, perfect setting. The music sounds so good in that park. Oh, it's just fantastic. It's just really great. We have a great team. I know, of course, you know. How excited. All. I'd love to take all the credit, but. Yeah. Well, I know, you know. But, but you should take some of it. How excited are the musicians to be out, you know, in front of people? Again? Oh, this is, it, it's been very hard on a lot of people, obviously, and musicians in particular. Obviously, the venues have all shut down for mm-hmm. so long. And when they opened, uh, it was exciting for musicians to get back to work. Obviously, having a job again is always a good thing. Yes, but it also is. I think uh, emotionally, just you know, you, you get used to doing something for so long, and all of a sudden, you can't do it. I think so. It's been tremendous for the musicians. Like our virtual shows, we've been doing for a year and a half, and we're just wa- listening to the comments people make, the, the, the feedback we've been getting, that it's helping people get through. So it's, mm-hmm. it's I think arts and music in general can do that. Yeah, it's a way to bring folks together to. Uh, it's a vehicle to bring conversation together, and I think that's the power of art and music, you know? I mean, we the Basilica Black Party happened last weekend, and people were, I mean, people are always happy at a music festival, but I feel like there's an extra level of excitement and happiness that people are like, ah, oh, we're together again. Yeah, yeah. You know? Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Um, I and see that you have... going to do this safe... Oh, God, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I see that you have more by four yes. on Saturday. Oh, oh, gosh. That that's that, that's one. I, the first time I saw Mud by Four was at Ruby's Cabaret. If you remember that, back yes. Oh God, yeah. Okay, so about twenty some years ago, and I thought that was one of the better vocal kind of band, trancer type band, you know, vocalists that I've seen I- I- anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I am just thrilled that they were available and could come and play and help us kick open the festival. You know, they're and so they're playing good. on Saturday. Saturday at five o'clock, and that they are just a marvelous band, just fantastic. This is going to be so fun! I'm super excited. Um, Steve, can we ask you what your first concert was? We're just curious. Was it jazz? With uh, you mean at no, the jazz festival? No, no. What was no, your, your very first concert? concert? Oh, you said that together. Yeah, right? we did. Thanks. <laughs> that, that's scary, isn't it? Isn't it? We worked together uh, a long time. <laughs> yeah, I can say I can hear that. Uh, one of my first earlier concerts I saw was Count Basie, mm-hmm. which I was very little, and then uh, some of the fusion stuff like Return to Forever, Chikoria, and uh, you know when I was younger, fifteen, that was really a, uh, just really exciting to watch. And then of course bands like Emerson, Lake and Palmer, and Yes, that did get you know morphed in more progressive rock. 
but it was used in the jazz form. Yeah. You know? And uh, so I got into that and then started getting into, um, you know, everyone, you know, like anyone else, uh, Louis Armstrong type, you know, listening to that type of music and started listening to a lot of styles and, and I know. I always. New, I'm a big New Orleans jazz. I love New Orleans jazz. I love the brass. I love the styles of New Orleans kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, Do you play an instrument? Yeah, I used to play. Well, I, I play keyboards. Okay. You know, when I was younger, but I'm a jazz wannabe. Mm-hmm. Not, <laughs> I wish I could play my stage. I wish I could get up there and play with it. But you know, it scares me to go up on stage with some with these guys. You know, they or women. They're just so good. Yeah. So yeah, I, they... I just embarrass myself. So. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I always, uh, I always think has, um, you know, done a great job of like bringing jazz more forward and even more so, I mean, did it first in the books, Michael Conley with Harry Bosch, but then when he the does, TV series right. with Titus Welliver, they're always playing are, some great yes. jazz and bringing up some uh-huh. jazz. You know, I, I, I do love that, that, um, Michael Conley, uh, has done that with jazz and I think, Titus Welliver is Bosch. I I just love that little jazz touch that it's like almost part of his personhood. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, it's part of it's an American art form. Yeah, jazz was started here, and it's 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 an American art form, it truly is, and it's 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 from here. We, we you know, American music has made this happen, and from jazz, other things happen, including rock and everything. It just about everything else came out of blues and rock and all that. But right. it's truly an art form that's ours, and we should embrace it. We yeah. should be embracing jazz. We should embracing blues, and that's uh, kind of what we do. We we believe this is a something we need to be proud of and support, and uh, and that's uh, you know why what reason I do it. It's just uh, it's just it's such an enjoyable way to see what we can we can accomplish. You know. Well, we know what we're doing this weekend. We're having date nights Friday and Saturday in Mears Park. You are? I'm listening to a lot of good music. I did really date nights, huh? Well, date well, nights, date afternoons, whatever we want them to be. <laughs> I, you know what? Bring you know, we have a lot of singles that come down. A lot of people have to be funny story. A lot of people have told me they met at Jazz Fest. At, at our Jazz Fest, I believe it. It is a you good know? singling I and mingling. I plan on meeting Emmett Cohen. Can you arrange that, Steve? <laughs> Yes, he's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> he is the pianist. I'll let him know that. Will, and Friday will, night. All right, I'll, I'll, we'll go say hi to him. Anyway, thank you so much, Steve. And we're just so excited about this weekend at Mears Park, the Twin Cities Jazz Fest. If you want more information, just go to the TwinCitiesJazzFestival.com. You've got all the times, everything that's happening. And again, it's free, you guys. It's yeah, just a great. It's so much fun. And it's a beautiful, beautiful setting. So thanks for thanks, your time. Steve. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. When we All come right, back, bye. we're going to Hollywood speak. We're going to Hollywood speak, Julia. And what we're going to Hollywood speak is sour grapes and buccal fat removal. Oh, dear. Hollywood speak What is the meaning of this? Okay, All Julia. Right, what do we well, got? Here, um, we talked about this show. We pretty much, we agreed okay. it was going to be trash. Yep. Um, and that was, uh, I think, last week when um, CBS announced that they were doing... The activist, oh, with with Priyanka oh, yeah, and Julianne yeah. Huff and somebody else, and yes. it's going to be a competition, an usher, and it's and, like a philanthropy competition or something. Yes, those are the judges, and it the show got dragged immediately for trivializing and monetizing activism and social change, and blah blah blah, and then they tried to get it's 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 already been filmed. It's going to be on television October twenty right. second. Anyway, it's been a long 
hard week for Julianne Hoff. She's had a good think about it. And um, so she did what anyone would do when they've had a good long think about something. Julia, what did she do? She apologized for something or something. She posted and apologized for crap on Instagram. Yep. And she's deeply listening to all the criticisms. I, no, wait a second. <laughs> I I love it when you listen deeply, deeply, truly, madly, deeply. I'm listening. I'm listening to you. I'm deeply, deep in my ear. Yeah, I am listening. Here's what she said: The last few days have been a powerful demonstration of real time activism. Thank you for using your voices, calling me in, your accountability, and your candor. I am deeply listening with an open heart. <laughs> Who would write that? Who would say I'm deeply listening? I don't know. But, a publicist? But that isn't even a good sentence. No, that doesn't, I, I don't that's think That's a so. bad adjective to use with listening. And then she goes on to say, I heard you say there was hypocrisy in the show because at the root of activism is a fight against capitalism and blah, 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. blah. And, and then at the end, wearing blackface was a poor choice based on my own white privilege. She already, she already apologized for that. I oh. know. It felt like a sermon reading her Instagram Reading words like deeply listening and deeply all of listening this. right there is just a turn off. Yeah, I know, isn't it? I'm deeply listening. Deeply listening as opposed to lightly listening. Right. I mean, honestly, I'm listening. I'm I, honestly listening. Yeah. I don't know that she needed to do this because it's going to happen. Just let it happen. She's just brought more attention to it by doing this. She already apologized for that before. She oh, the, when she yes, just blackface, yes, that was like yes, seven years It was ago. for a Halloween mm-hmm. thing. She mm-hmm. apologized for 2013, that. 2013. Yeah, and yeah. she apologized. I, I feel like this she revisiting read all... and don't read your comments. Yeah, that's exactly right, Julia. Don't read your comments. Okay, well. You're, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's what Caitlyn Jenner had, had to say. You know, she uh, she... She Win. got one percent of the the vote for the vote in California governor, and Angeline got a zero point five half of what Caitlin got. Angeline is that blonde woman of an indeterminate age. She must be in her high seventies now. Who sometimes would, you'll see her in Hollywood in a pink T bird, and she's got the blonde hair and voluptuous. She's kind curve. of a sexy. Yeah, she's had sexy. billboards. So Angeline got just a little bit less than yeah. Caitlin, and here's what Caitlyn Jenner has to say. Says you get what you deserve, everybody. Oh, I mean, she was off filming Celebrity Big Brother in Australia she already while knew she, she was running. In, I know she just did this for publicity. No, I, come on, we know that. Well, I mean, you one thing when you even if you mindlessly lightly run for something you know you're not going to win, you could take advantage of a lot of campaign finance raising. Things and you can have a lot of fun dinners at Nobu and things exactly. uns- ostensibly that are for you know campaign things. Caitlyn Jenner is a grifter. That's it, what that whole California governor her running for that. I don't know if she's going to be investigated, but she could be because Caitlyn Jenner doesn't strike me as the brightest bulb ever. Whether well, we know that from Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Kardashians. she was. Nine and I feel sh- like she would have been fast and loose with what you can can and cannot do with um, campaign. Well, the people have spoke. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, they called that race a half hour after the polls closed. Yeah. It wasn't even close. Anyway. Yeah. She's sour grapes. That's what that one is. Okay. What do you make of Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin having to hear the crowd at the Met Gala chant Selena? Selena. I think it's rude. I, I'm going to be honest. These guys have been married for like three or four years three now. Three years. 
Three years. Get, I, over, get can, over it. I think it's rude. Yeah. Can I just remind you, though, of a dishy little thing? Okay. Because vintage scandal today revolves around the Met Gala. Haley Bieber went to the Met Gala for the first time with Sean Mendez in May Ooh. and was married to Justin Bieber in September. Just to, you know, Jennifer Lopez did kind set, of the same no, but thing. just set the stage yeah. on that, you know, yeah. like, and Bieber was dating Selena yeah. in May. So there are still people, obviously, who are upset about that. And I just want to know did Bieber and Haley have any kind of wonderfully awkward encounter with Sean Mendez? And Camila Cabello. First of all, can you even see mm-hmm. Haley Barry, Haley, um, whatever her last name used to be, Baldwin with Sean Mendez? They, I saw the photos of them. She I had mean, pink hair. They look so cute. Well, they're not that. None of these people are that old. She's right. only twenty four, so she was like nineteen, and mm-hmm. he was nineteen. You know, they're all so young. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. think their publicists put them together. Maybe I, I that was one hundred percent a publicist matchup. Yeah, but anyway, I was just like, and then four months later, she was uh, married to Bieber, and he was not even a thought at at the May Met Gala because he was still with Selena, and the crowd can't quite stop chanting all these years later. It's rude. Yeah, rude. Okay, um, did Chrissy Teigen tell us she had buccal fat removal from her cheeks because she really had a whole bunch of other stuff done? Well, to one explain of the things her that face? I like that she said. First of all. I gotta show the this, YouTube. This, this she looks already so different, you guys. I gotta look at it completely. I mean, it's like the cheeks were her, like you know, like Kim Kardashian's butt. That was kind of her cheeks, right? But it looks like she had a brow lift. It looks like she's had some other things done. The eyes a little bit, yeah, yeah. Okay, but what is the name of the procedure where she had fat removed Boop, from her underwear? Buccal? No, her underarm. That was in the story yesterday. Oh. She had underarm fat removed, and she said it was a game changer when she was wearing, like, dresses. Oh. You I, know what? I read that yesterday. I'm like, what is that? I think she just... Shouldn't... I think she is a bored, melodramatic, trophy, trophy wife who just... This was a spawn con, maybe with this doctor and... I don't know why she's telling us this, and I don't know. I did some research <laughs> on people who've had this buccal fat, and um, so first of all, she had injections. Is that what happened? Then she had it removed, Lori, because no. her cheeks were like cherubs. I mean, she looked like they, she had mini crab apples in her cheeks. They were cute. Well, the face collapses without fat in the cheeks. So but she's, she's young. Be- we should know that at our age. But she's only thirty-five. Again, Julia, I think she had other things done. Okay. I think she is a bored, melodramatic trophy wife. And I think she was plumping her face with fillers before. And now she's had some of it removed and other procedures done to explain the new face, which is looking very close to a I Kardashian like the title, face. So when I get my facelift and my neck tightened, what am I going to call it? You're not getting your buccal <laughs> fat. You don't have any fat in your face to remove from your cheeks. I need some put in. People have always said that's maybe what Kate uh, Moss uh, did to get the sunken sunken in cheekbone. Maybe this is what Demi Moore did, too, because she has that same look. Yeah. What is it called, Anne? Ducal? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's just starting to look like lizard people out in Hollywood. I just don't know what's going on. (laughs) I really don't. But I think that was a whole disguise for having a whole bunch of things done. 
Why doesn't she someone take away our phone? <laughs> someone take, take it away. Our phone. <laughs> take away that phone. Raise your children. Do other uh-huh. things. All right, we'll be back.